the... Special 100th edition of the mugpunters.com.au podcast for Thursday, the 3rd of May 2018. And in our breaking news headlines this week former two time VFL Premiership player, one time AFL Premiership player, and two time AFL Premiership coach Mark Bomber Thompson is in a massive deep pile of hot, steamy, stinky, sloppy poo this week after appearing in court Tuesday faced with seven charges. Charges include trafficking ice and ecstasy and possession of LSD and ecstasy following police raids on his Port Melbourne home in January. It should come as no surprise to fans, though, as Thompson did appear on Fox Footy back in 2009 stating, I might retire and go and do something else like sell frozen water or something. <laughs> well played, Mark, you KGL bugger. You even told us in 2009 you intended on selling ice. Waratah's club captain Nick Phipps, that's rugby union for the uninitiated, is also in a touch of strife this week after his Bucks night last weekend got a touch out of hand. Phipps has been given a slap on the wrists and a $4,000 fine, but will be allowed to play this weekend following the incident, so it probably couldn't have been that bad, right? Well, gents, let Todd Carney be the judge, folks, as young Todd was caught on a mobile phone in the privacy of a men's toilet, simply trying to hydrate himself, and he was basically banished from the country and his entire career went down the tubes. (laughs) Meanwhile, our good mate Phipsy was told he was simply a naughty boy after, get this, urinating on a bar in front of the general public at the Wallara Hotel whilst whilst dressed as a cow following a day of golf, boat cruises and heavy drinking. Now, you tell me, boys, does the punishment fit the crime? Well, at least the incident has answered one of the toughest questions and we do wish Nick Phipps all the best in his continued role as the Channel 7 cash cow. (laughs) (laughs) And in a move more confusing than the first time I saw porn, the state of origin between New South Wales and Queensland will now be sponsored by Victoria Bitter. With games in the coming years to be played in South Australia, and Western Australia. Hmm, I don't get it. Understandably, Queensland fans are fuming over the state dropping longtime sponsors Forex as they now struggle with trying to have to spell Victoria Bitter rather than spelling Forex on their promotional materials. Planned, unrehearsed, and unedited. This is the mugpunters.com.au podcast. Hello, mug punters out there. I put some effort into that intro. Well, no, I didn't actually. That's a lie. Anyway, my name is PK. Welcome along to episode 100, the centenary. Oh, this pa- the place that Michael Slater found it hard to get to and that Warney found it impossible to get to. 100 episodes. And, of course, if you've got something you ever want us to cover on the show, you can tweet us at MugPuntersPod or comment on our weekly show link by searching for MugPunters Podcast on Facebook. And if you haven't already, you need to hit that huge subscribe button because you never know what might pop up in the future for MugPunters. But I'm joined, as I am, by... Most weeks, not in January, but most other weeks of the year, it's a big hello to Bats. Hello, PK. How are you? Look, I've got to tell you, I'm pretty excited this week, and bear with me Mm. for this story. I made my Xbox comeback last week playing FIFA, FIFA 18, against my eight-year-old nephew. Now, to give him a fighting chance, because remember the last time I played FIFA was FIFA 95 on the Mega Drive, so Mm -hmm. to give him a fighting chance... I selected the Newcastle Jets because obviously, you know, one of the greatest teams in the world. And he picked yes. some team. I'm not I'm not familiar with soccer that much. He picked some team called Barcelona. So <laughs> some foreign mob. 
Anyway. They can't be any good yet. No, no. no. Cl- clinical display. The Jets dispatched Barcelona 3-0. He threw the oh. con- he threw the controller for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Victory on my comeback tour. Very happy, mate. <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. Well, episode 100. They said we'd never make it, boys, but we finally came through. Mm-mm. For those of you who've made it, this one's made for you. Um, and just to put into context how massive our 100th episode is and what mm. an achievement it is, boys, let's look at a few that fell short of the 100. Of course, PK, you've uh, spoiled my intro there with your Shane Warne <laughs> reference, but I'll start with some athletes with number 99 on their jersey. Wayne mm. Gretzky, Warren oh, Sapp, mm. yeah. JJ Watt, Ronaldo, mm. all wore 99. Never good enough to achieve that 100 jersey. No. No. The king of spin, as you mentioned, PK, Shane Warne. He scored the most test runs in the history of cricket without bringing up a ton. Ouch. He, of course, should have achieved mark if the umpire noticed the no ball from Dan Vittori back at the Wacker in 2001 Ouch. when he was caught on the boundary at deep mid-wicket from a slog sweep. But he's not the only one. Zsa Zsa Gabor, the Hungarian-American actress and socialite with a great set of cans, <laughs> died of a heart attack 99 years, 316 days on December 18, 2016. We should be proud, gentlemen. Made it to the 100. What an achievement. And if only I had a bottle of Passion Pop handy, I'd be playing race car podiums off the back of the deck right now, boys. <laughs> Very good. Well, if, if only we could turn back time, hey. And speaking of which, we're also joined by a man who was disappointed this week after apparently throwing a party for time travellers to which no one turned up. Hello, Mr. Mills. <laughs> uh, g'day, boys. How's things? Great to be with you, of course, on the podcast. And look... I have to get straight into it this week and to pilfer the words of the 12th man as I adjust my microphone because that is way too loud. Mm. Um, the, you know, <laughs> the, the tension, the drama, the buzz, the crowd, boys. Uh, I am, of course, talking about the round ball game and look, I have no oh, idea oh. who the players are or indeed how the game of soccer works except that if it goes into a net, it's usually a good thing. But boys, I am caught up in the last to first fairy tale story of the Jets making mm. the A-League granny and will be there oh. cheering them on, albeit very quietly from the away team section because I just happened to be a Melbourne Victory non-match day member and that was the only way I could secure tickets to the game. Outstanding. It's outrageous. Now, the thing is, all of a sudden, every person in Newcastle is a huge fan of the round ball code. Me included, of course. Jets play a home grand final against... What was the other team that you mentioned there, Mr. Mills? (laughs) Melbourne Victory. Melbourne Victory. I'm sure they're excellent with some great players down there. Um, And apparently... The only way to get tickets, if you weren't lucky enough to get them within the first 10 minutes of the general admin going on sale, mm. uh, you're paying 10 times as much money, but you got a piece of the pie off your little <laughs> hack of going, uh, hello, uh, Melbourne Victory, I'm, I'm, I'm an away fan, I'd like tickets to the grand final. And they accommodated <laughs> you, is that right? <laughs> That's right, BK. Uh, Bart and I will be there with bells on on Saturday mm. night. And I tell you, I've been searching uh, for the Jets song online so I could learn mm. it ahead of Saturday. But, mm. boy, boys, all I could find was Daniel Arvidsson's Newcastle tune and mm. the night's This Game Is Our Game, This Town Is Our Town jingle. Now, do either of those great count? Song. Great, great <laughs> song. Great song. Wait, can I just, can I great. just ask, wait, wait, a, wait a second. Did you say that both you boys are going to the grand final? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not, you're not coming? Oh, no, I didn't get an invitation. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to cry. Uh, 
Well, let's move on. <sighs> we got to get into the show. But before we do, gentlemen, we before we get into our previous punting payouts, of course, just this morning, down the wire, we've received a very special message of congratulations that I haven't told you blokes about. Now, we know, we know our podcast goes right around the globe, right? Now, this oh, message... Huge comes from our number one fan. You may recognise him, boys. A congratulatory message for reaching 100 episodes. Here it is. I just want to say congratulations and good luck to everyone. We couldn't be prouder of you. Mm. And we can't wait to see what you accomplish. But we're also proud of everything you've done to get this far. Yeah. Oh, you thanks. have worked tirelessly, yeah. practicing day after day for mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. to become some of the finest in the world. Yep. You've excelled True. at the very highest levels And you've dedicated yourselves to the values of friendship, respect, and excellence Mm -hmm. in your sport and in your lives. We have. So you inspire us. Thank you. We're going to be watching, and we are going to be rooting for you. So on behalf of all your fans around the country, including everybody in the Obama family, good luck. Well, can you believe, boys, Barack Obama, Mr. Mills, number one fan of the show. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, I haven't spoken to him personally for a couple of months now, but it's great that he he sent that message through. There you go, boys. Let's move into this week's show. The Mud Punters' previous punting payouts. Bart, have you made us some money this week? You know I have. I'm unstoppable, boys. Another worthwhile wager in the bag with the Newcastle Jets at $2.60, proving too strong for Melbourne City in their semi-final clash, of course. Come on. I just can't be stopped here. Mr. Mills and I will be there, of course, attending in the GF, and we hope to see you there, PK. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, Mr. Mills, did you make us some money with Scorpion Kicks in the A-League? Come on, seriously. Bart didn't even know where the game was held last weekend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, uh, look, my uh, my worthwhile weekly wager in Valor Road there in the WA size, well, he was no good. Yeah. Probably went a little bit too fast up front, uh, but at least Pike's ride didn't win the race instead. And boys, in, in shades of Bart's Sydney to Hobart wager, well, mm. Lewis Hamilton, he had absolutely no business winning oh, the yeah. Azerbaijan Grand Prix <laughs> after being out-qualified and out-driven for much <laughs> yep. of the race proper, yet somehow after a bizarre turn of events, mm. has found himself in front with two laps to go before cruising to victory. So it just goes to show that it ain't over until Missy Elliott sings. What? <laughs> Come on, settle down. <laughs> What uh, what a debacle though! Like, just give it to anyone else with a you know ridiculous ending like that, but not Lewis Hamilton. Give it to you know Max Verstappen or Soffel Van Dorn or someone like that, but not Lewis Hamilton Mills. Well, um, you know the uh, conspiracy theorists will be out and suggesting that they somehow instructed uh, Valtteri Bottas to run over that debris and <laughs> yeah. crash out of the race while leading, but. Uh, Look, uh, you got to take those victories when they're there. And especially if it pays out as one of your wages. Well, boys, good news in my worthwhile wager last week. The Winnipeg Jets leading 2-1 in their NHL playoff series against the Nashville Predators. Uh, also, I got up Carlton with that nice little multi-booster when I took them at plus 26.5 against the Doggies. They only went down by 21, but Mm. that's good news because we still get paid, so a nice little win there. And the NRL continues to be as easy to pick as a Romanian hooker without crabs. It is just (laughs) ridiculous this year. Let's move on to this week in sport. 
And even though I know there's probably nothing doing since it's episode 100, I have to play this audio. All I do is winks, winks, winks. No matter what, got money on my mind. I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up, up, and they stay there. Now, I know, Mr. Mills, we didn't have a Winx Watch mm. planned for this week, but given it is an episode 100, I'm mm. going to put you on the mm. spot and say, just give us like the 20-second wrap-up, Winx this autumn campaign and what mm. you're hoping from Winx in the spring campaign. Well, there's not been much doing uh, regarding Winx in the racing media recently, boys. She's now safely spelling in a paddock somewhere in the country. Nice. But uh, the expectation is she comes back for a very conventional preparation leading into the Cox Plate, and she'll mm. kick off in the former Warwick Stakes, now named the Wink Stakes, in late mm. August. So uh, we'll be uh, watching this space. Absolutely outstanding. And it, 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 like it's few and far between when we get horses that people actually turn up to the races just to watch that horse race and not actually to bet on the race itself, isn't it, Mr Mills? Oh, it's a sensational. I've been lucky enough to witness a couple of great horses in the flesh, but I would suggest that nothing that I've seen uh, rivals the Winx phenomenon as it stands at the moment. You know, you've got kids getting dressed up in their own Winx silks and banners everywhere. I mean, perhaps not since uh, Octagonal uh, captured the public's imagination back in the 90s have we seen anything quite like it. And getting kids in at a young age into gambling on sport, that's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> Not sure that's right, but anyway, let's move on. And let's just keep hanging on to racing. We'll go straight into racing this Ooh, week, Mr Mills, because mm. we, we do have a couple of group ones hanging around and it's South Australia's turn to throw on the big money races. And uh, the first one we've got uh, on the list here this week is the Australasian Oaks over mm. 2,000 metres worth half a million bucks. Have you got something for us here? Yeah, um, of course, now uh, known as the Schweppes Oaks, would you believe? Ooh. And uh, Look, I'm going here with number one, Aloysia. Now, mm. Connections are, are desperate to win an Oaks somewhere with this very talented filly. She's already attempted Oaks races in Melbourne and Sydney, where she finished out of the placings and was seemingly outstayed in those races over 2,500 and 2,400 metres, respectively. But this Oaks Boys is over 2,000 metres, where mm. she has a much better record, including a luckless third in the Vinery Stud Stakes uh, up there at mm. Rose Hill, the traditional lead-in to the uh, Australasian Oaks, or Australian Oaks, sorry, uh, the, uh, the Sydney's version. And, of mm. course, uh, before she attempted the Kennedy Oaks, uh, the Victorian Oaks down there in Flemington over the spring, where she did get beaten as an odds-on favourite, she absolutely towed up uh, the boys, including Cliff's Edge in the Vars mm. at Mooney Valley. Uh, just an incredibly impressive uh, performance. And had won a Group 1 over a mile prior. So I think um, the 2,000 metres is probably her optimum trip. And at $7, I just feel like maybe the Ooh. bookies have got this market a little bit wrong. So mm. we'll go with her, shall we? That's uh, Morfittville on Saturday, Race 6, the Oaks, number one, Aloysia. And there's another Group nice. 1 this weekend, this one worth a million bucks, mm. and it's the Robert Sangster Stakes. And I had to look this one up, Mr Mills, because at first I thought when someone mentioned it, it was Robert Sanger's Stakes, and it's like, mm. well, what's Sa Robert Sandwich has got to do with this? But then I thought it was Robert Singstar Stakes, but it has nothing to do with Bart's favourite mm. PlayStation game either. 
Robert Sangster, <laughs> a former racing identity, gets a race named after him, and for mm. some reason he's got a million-dollar stakes, which is the only Group 1 sprint race in Australia for fillies and mares only. That's right, Pete. And look, See, I might I do have my a, research. Yeah, I might have a mm. stake sanger or two of my own on Saturday, especially if we can get home number 16 formality. Now, it's a very oh. tough race, as the odds suggest, but she might be overlooked, I think, at $15 or better. Now, she did fail last start in the Lightning Stakes when suffering heart issues, but she had placed in uh, in a Group 1 prior, and I'm just trying to find the details of that while I scramble to my computer. Well, while you scramble that, I've got an interesting mm. stat for you, Mr. Mills, because people are hearing, mm. uh, you know, like a lightweight here, but I can actually tell you as well, with regards to barriers in this race, get this, mm. six out of the last 10 have come from double-digit barriers uh, to win this race, even over the sprint distance Ooh. of uh, 1,200 metres. There you go. Yeah, typically plenty of pressure on in this race, so it does give the swoopers a chance. Uh, but, yeah, back to formality. She was beaten, boys, only a long neck in the Group 1 Coolmore Stud Stakes down the Flemington Strait two starts ago. Now, that looks pretty amazing form to me. Um, Karen McAvoy jumps back on board, and he knows this filly well, having ridden her to the, the last two starts that she's actually won a race. And I'm probably babbling on a bit now, but look, from an inside alley formality, formality she maps just so nicely for a sucker long better than midfield behind a hot tempo. So I am hoping that those yeah. stats about wide draws don't hold up in this particular instance. Okay. <laughs> and $15, yes. I think we'll, we'll have a oh. little crack each way, shall we? That's uh, Morfittville on Saturday, race seven, number 16, formality. Well, you'll be buying Robert Steak Sangers if that one gets up, Mr. Mills. Let's move on. And I just want to give a shout-out, boys, to Rafael Nadal, of course, one of the oh. generous sponsors of our show that we've had over our first 100 episodes. But this week extended his incredible record, get this, of 46 unbeaten sets on clay and claimed wow. his 11th win in the Barcelona Open. Now, I cannot Man. believe that his knees have held together for 46 sets alone, let alone to win them all, <laughs> Barts. That is incredible. Yeah, absolutely amazing. One of the greats of the game. And, um, you know, I, I think depending on how long his career goes, he's still a chance of uh, overtaking Federer as the best we've ever seen, boys. Well, we'll Ooh. have to wait and see, Mr. Mills. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Super comments. Well, I did want to mention that as well because at our 100th episode, we do, of course, want to thank the such generous sponsors, even though they oh, haven't given us a single dollar in the first 100 episodes. So we'll play uh, Rafa's ad. But also, boys, we have another sponsor that's climbed on board. Oh, they yes. said we'll join you when you get to 100 episodes. So not only do we have one ad in this ad break, we've actually got two. Can you believe that? Incredible stuff for the Mug Punters. Thank you to our sponsors. If I can play the ads. Uncle Tony says tennis is a confidence game. In my opinion, this is true, no? Whether I'm fending off service at 200 kilometers an hour or driving home winners for the Grand Slam, strength by strength technology means my hair looks as good as my forehand. With the help of advanced hair, I'm always up 30, love. Advanced hair. Yeah, yeah. And also a thanks to our big new sponsor as well. Ooh. Hi, I'm Olympic gold medalist Castor Semenya. 
My new everyday foundation cream hydrates and beautifies skin while also softening sharp features. And now, thanks to the addition of hormone blockers absorbed straight into the bloodstream, I'll be able to compete again against women in as little as six months. Try my new everyday foundation cream. You'll always finish first. What the hell? Uh, I'm not sure there, but it sounds like Caster Semenya's in the witness protection program. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that voice sounds so. She sounds so much like someone we know. I just don't know who it is. It's outstanding! What, what a sponsor to have. I'm not sure what you're getting at there, but let's just move on. <laughs> and we've got the NRL this week, boys, and a huge round of matches. Mr. Mills, they mm. kick off with the Boncos underachieving against the doggies what have you got for us well they are short favorites though and probably fair enough against the bulldogs a dollar 47 versus the bulldogs 270 mm. yeah and, and andrew mcculloch who was supposed to be out for another month trained mm. comfortably with the team this week um so he may take his uh, position on the field anthony wow. milford um had some ankle problems but supposedly he will play so Broncos look like they'll be pretty much full strength. Um, for the Bulldogs, Michael Leitch has been dropped from the side and Frawley's been named to start at hooker. The Bulldogs are just friendless. Um, Broncos should be too good here, PK. Yeah, I couldn't even be bothered with this game. The next game, Mr. Mills, is the Knights versus the Rabbits. <laughs> the battle of 6v7 on the ladder. Wow. And the Knights outsiders again, 240. The Rabbitohs $1.55. Mm. Oh, it's the it's the week of Newcastle boys. Mm. Jump on the Knights. Um, I think they're good value at home. Rabbitohs have been in decent form the last couple of weeks, but the Knights are still getting the job done without um, key playmaker there in Mitchell Pearce. So I'm on the Knights PK. Look, the Knights seem better value than a half priced can of out of date spam for mine here. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm actually liking that. But look, I mean, I don't want to come for the Knights as a winner in this game. So how about we take the Knights plus ten and a half and chuck Ooh. it into your multis? You'll get a dollar fifty about that. That seems like a a bit of a go for me. Uh, Panthers mm, versus nice. Cowboys, Mr. Mills. And just just on that Knights game before we move on, that's mm. also held at McDonald Jones Stadium on yes. Friday night. Yes. I'm mm. just desperately hoping for no piss week excuses from the soccer players about the pitch being too rough. But uh, yeah. look, Penrith yes. Panthers here in uh, the uh, the late game on Friday night, they're a dollar eighty. The Cowboys starting to look okay this season, two dollars. Yeah, the Cowboys have started to play some decent football. I think the Panthers at home are going to be too good, though, PK, and I don't mind the dollar eighty on offer there. Yeah, again, great value about the Panthers here, despite the the problems at the Cows. I'm with you, dollar eighty, big value. Mm. Uh, Raiders v Titans. Uh, Raiders at dollar forty seven. Titans two sixty five. Yeah, I'd prefer to piss my money onto up a wall on this one, <laughs> boys. The Raiders are at home, so. It's understandable they're favourites, but rocks and diamonds. No idea what's going to happen here. Okay, uh, let me read you my comment word for word here. Can't mm. touch this with a dirty sock covered in pubes. Mm. Uh, let's move yeah. on. The Warriors mm. versus the Tigers. <laughs> and it's the Warriors <laughs> at home, $1.55. The Tigers going okay. They're outsiders, two forty-five. Mm. Yeah, the Tigers are going okay, but the Warriors get back Sean Johnson, Tohu Harris, and Solomon Carter this week. Um, huge, huge ins for the Warriors at home there. Um, I can't back against them at home, PK. 
the Tigers are on a bit of a slippery dip, aren't they? And punters have mm. deserted them as like faster than Jackson Hastings was deserted by his mates at Manly. So it's um, a bit rough, but look, you can't back against the Warriors in a tipping comp, but Tigers aren't going that terribly. So maybe they could surprise. I don't know. Anyway, Cronulla versus Parramatta. And it's uh, Parramatta, uh, the outsiders there, $2.20 sitting on the bottom of the table. The Sharks, $1.65. Yeah, Wade Graham um, will try to prove his fitness uh, later today. So um, if he's in, that's a big in for the Sharks. Um, The Eels, too unpredictable, boys. So I've got to go with the Sharks there. For a tipping comp, Sharkies. But, um, I mean, when you look at the prices for Cronulla in that game and in the words of Grant Denyer's casting agent, they just look a little bit too short, don't they? I'm not sure. Uh, Dragons (laughs) versus the Melbourne Storm. Uh, It's first versus fourth on the ladder. And incidentally, both teams have... uh, These are the teams with the best points differentials so far this season. Mm. Uh, And it's the Dragons, marginal favourites here, $1.80, the Storm $2.00. Yeah. yeah, the Dragons still continuing their injury-free run to start the season. They've got a full complement on the field. The Storm have Curtis Scott, uh, Dale Finnecane, and Vunavalu in doubt. Um, I'm going to go with the Dragons, just riding the Dragons train all the way. Wow. Well, you know, you know my theory at this time of year, still taking the home teams in these line ball games, but a big test to find out if indeed the Dragons are the real deal or will we mm. find out they're just Millie Vanilli? I don't know. The Roosters mm. versus Manly. Roosters, very short, uh, given that the Seagulls are playing away from Lotto Land. It's the Roosters $1.30, mm. the Seagulls three fifty. Mm. Yeah, and if you had to pick a game this week that was a lock, it would be this game. The yeah. tricolours are expected to be 1-17, to um, and the Seagulls just all over the place. Big trouble there. At Lotto Land, PK. Manly have got more injuries than the Confederate Army in the Civil War, haven't they, Barts? Yeah, all kinds of all kinds of injuries, all kinds of dramas with the coach. Supposedly, Trent Barrett had a meeting with uh, the Manly board and his manager, so there could be some trouble in paradise even in the coach's box. And we talk mm. about Jackson Hastings being recalled. That's basically like the Australian rowing team recalling lay down Sally because they haven't got anyone to fill the women's eights <laughs> in the rowing. Like, it just seems absolutely ridiculous for mine. Anyway, that rounds out the NRL. <laughs> And we've touched on it before, Mr. Mills. Look, Mm. the F1 continues to surprise and delight this year. And in Azerbaijan last weekend, every aspect was an impressive event, except for the winner, in my opinion. But that's my opinion. Um, Look, Red Bull fans, though, I mean, what a great battle between the two Red Bull drivers in Verstappen and Aussie Danny Rick, of course. But Mm. coming together late in the race, what did you make of it? Oh, I love that Red Bull lets these two guys race. Uh, I I think if that if they're going to let them do that, then occasionally two such evenly matched drivers are going to mm. uh, occasionally make contact. So, look, I wasn't as shattered as perhaps uh, some of those closer to the team were. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, look, really, um, those guys just need to try that little bit harder to ensure that doesn't happen again. Okay, where does that leave us for the season if people are looking for long-range F1 futures? Is mm. it still Lewis Hamilton's to lose? Uh, it's, it's Hamilton versus Vettel. That's that's uh, very clear. And look, I really can't say which way it's going to go. You'd expect over time, a little bit like last season, for the uh, Mercedes to perhaps assert its dominance, but it doesn't have that same sort of 
uh, advantage over the rest of the pack as it has had in previous seasons. So shaping up to be really interesting. All right. Well, they were told in the commentary box to try and appeal to a different audience uh, this week with some alternate commentary. Now, I've got a little commentary grab from the race. You have to listen carefully, gents. It's only eight seconds worth. But I want you to tell me, uh, Bart, when we come back from this, what you actually make of this piece of commentary. Take a listen. <laughs> and the two rebels who have been touching and barging and banging all afternoon have had one bang too many. Okay, let me repeat that. The two Red <laughs> Bulls have been touching and barging and banging all afternoon, but they've had one bang too many. Does that remind you of anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, you know, they, they want the teammates to be closer in these teams, so that <laughs> kind of makes sense. Wow. Okay, maybe I was watching a different event. Anyway, that's the Formula One, boys. We're under the worthwhile wages. The Mud Punters Worthwhile Wager of the Week. Uh, let's make the punters some money in episode 100. Can you do that for us, Bartz? Oh, easy, boys. No surprises here. <laughs> oh, here Looking to make it a trifecta of A-League results with the Jets <laughs> playing at home to the victory. The game sold out within a minute of tickets going on sale. And if anyone's ever been to a Newcastle game of any sporting event in the Hunter, they will know how parochial the crowd can be. Forget team list. The Jets win this grand final simply by local support, boys. $2.40 is money for jam, but for those looking for a more specific result, mm. I think it's all over with 20 minutes to go when the Jets score their second goal, mm-hmm. taking the Jets 2-0 at the juicy $13 on offer as my worthwhile weekly wager. <laughs> After that second goal, they'll completely shut up shop, and it's all defence from there, grinding it out to the full-time whistle until some loose units around the streets of Newcastle break loose. <laughs> Get in the news for some kind of riots and fire. I'm, I'm hoping it goes crazy. So that's the Jets, $2.40 to win, and 2 0 at 13 plus for my worthwhile weekly wager, Mr. Mills. Oh, gee. Well, boys, uh, there's Group 1 racing uh, hotting up in states other than New South Wales, would you believe? And mm. the, the Group 1 Doombin 10,000 will be run and won next Saturday up there in the Sunshine State. Now, mm. With respect to those who've nominated, and away from a couple of key interstate visitors, it's not for mine shaping as the strongest of races. And for that reason, a horse called Redzel, well, he just wins. Now, he's the reigning Everest winner and was beaten only by trapeze artist in the TJ Smith last start uh, there over the championships. And now that Mm. colt has an estimated value of 40 million, would you believe? Now, what? Red wow. Zell, yeah, Red Zell. Now, he won this race, the Doom and 10,000, last year, and for mine has improved since, winning five from seven with his only two defeats coming in the biggest Group 1 sprints in the country. Now, at weight for age, he's going to be pitched into this 10,000 on a Doombin track that will favour his front-running style, and if any mm. rain comes, it just makes him a better thing. So... At $2.20 at acceptances stage, it sounds short, but I'm banking on him starting even skinnier odds, perhaps into odds on, once the field takes shape early next week and people realise that he has a bit on his rivals. So I'm saying get on now, boys. That's the Group 1 Doombin 10,000 in the futures markets. Uh, Let's come for Red Zell. Well, let's let's do it. But, hey, I've got a question. I'm a bit disturbed by your worthwhile wager, mate. Like... Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever heard you take a soccer correct score and it's not 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> 2-1, I know, I know. It's the usual no comment? play. No, no, okay. no, no comment. Let's uh, move on. What about, um, who do you think uh, 
Bart's is going to be the man of the match in that game. Um. Okay. I actually hmm. think I've lost all callers on this call, uh, but that's okay. I'm, I'll... I'm still here, PK, so let's wrap this thing <laughs> up, shall we? All right. I've got for my worthwhile <laughs> wager, I've got my NBA futures market, and I had a look, boys. Hmm. Golden State Warriors to win the NBA title. They're actually at a dollar ninety now. That seems pretty mm. short, but it is the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry's back in the lineup this week after his knee injury in March. And I reckon if they can stay fit, they've just got too many offensive weapons uh, across the board. I mean, compared to other teams that just play off the back of their one or two superstars, the defense of the Golden State's going to stand up. Offensive weapon weapons across the board. Steph Curry knows how to close things down. A dollar ninety. A Golden State Warriors to win the NBA and boys thank you for helping us make 100 episodes and thank you to our listeners for bringing us for two years of Mm. Mud Punters episodes every week but given the fact that we still don't have any sponsors that that's I know it's hard to believe but Rafa and Carcass and Hang On actually sponsors uh, considering we're getting no interest on social media and pretty much no listeners We're going to make like Ben Ross's arm in an arm wrestle and we're going to take a well-earned break for a little while. We've actually got a bit of a uh, trip coming up. So we'll still have bits and pieces and special episodes across Mug Punters. So make sure you still become a part of the show on social media. And you never know if word gets out about the show and we can actually justify spending a thousand hours of work each week. We might even make a full comeback. You never know. So stay tuned to our Facebook page as we'll continue the quality dribble there. Thank you for listening into the show and maybe we'll catch you again if the mugpunters.com.au podcast returns. For a well-earned break, thank you to my two wonderful co-hosts, Bart, Mr. Mills, also our special guests who made appearances on the show throughout the first hundred episodes, including mm. the Doctor, Dr. Jones, and the Witch Doctor as well. Ciao yes. from me. Thank you very much, Barts. Yeah, nothing much more to add. There is a rumour going around that the reason we're... Um we're bailing on the podcast for a short break is that someone wagered $100 with Ladbrokes for a $21,000 collect last week picking all eight winners of the NRL. So it's been a bit of a rumour that's you, PK, and you... You've decided to shut up at shop and walk away with the winners. But just just to echo what you said, thanks to everybody out there. And once again, I was going to mention the two doctors as well that have done a great job. Good times, boys, and we'll be back for more soon. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. Mr Mills? Thanks, boys. And my last chance, perhaps to drop a crappy joke in the outro and uh, look on the topic of the round ball game it reminds me of a time during a trip to the UK when I overheard three Leeds United fans bemoaning the sorry state of their club I blame the general manager said the first fan if he signed better players we'd be great well I blame the players said the second one if they made more of an effort we'd score some points I blame my parents said the third if I'd been born in Manchester I'd be supporting a decent team. Thanks, boys. Ouch. Zinger. Sting. Well, once again, folks, thank you so much. We are going on a well-earned break now. Looking forward to it, boys. That's going to be outstanding. Thank you very much. My name is PK. The other bloke is Bart. The other gentleman is Mr. Mills. As I said, be sure to stay tuned on social media and search for Mug Punters Podcast on Facebook because there's still some quality dribble that goes up there. And we'll see you next time. Ciao for now. Subscribe to the podcast right now at mugpunters.com.au and search for Mug Punters Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Hi, I'm Olympic gold medalist Castor Semenya. My new everyday foundation cream hydrates and beautifies skin 
will also soften in sharp features. And now, thanks to the addition of hormone blockers absorbed straight into the bloodstream, I'll be able to compete again against women in as little as six months. Try my new everyday foundation cream. You'll always finish first. <laughs> Come on. What a disgrace. <laughs> the two rebels who have been touching and barging and banging all afternoon have had one bang too many. I couldn't finish the show without giving them some extra airtime. See you, boys. <laughs>